Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. I worked first with the nuclear program for 6 years and then the space program for 12 years exciting times what did i learn from the nuclear program that i was able to transmit to the space program many things most important thing was after india exploded its first bomb in 1973 seven western countries had imposed severe sanctions on india the sanctions had not yet affected the space program but i was sure that they would come so when i joined the space program the one of the first things i did was to present a list of 100 critical items important for the space program mostly materials but other systems as well which would be the first to be sanctioned if sanctions ever came on the space program i found that professor davan was completely in tune with what i presented but he wanted me to keep the list secret so the list was secret until today i never revealed it to anybody so during the 12 years i was with isro among other things one of the things i steered was to prepare and get self reliance for these 100 items by the time i left isro in 12 years <clears throat> 95% of the list was developed and indigenized by the indian industry which was one of my main roles to the self reliance campaign a handful like carbon fiber cloth liquid hydrogen etc followed a couple of years later after i left i prepared the ground for them when sanctions from western countries inevitably came isro was 99% unaffected i could say totally unaffected we had prepared the ground for it well in advance there was a bit of a comic epilogue one of the items in the list of 100 was ammonium perchlorate which was the main oxidizer for solid propellants the oxidizer in solid propellants constitutes nearly 70% of the weight of the solid propellant mainly for boosters solid boosters not for small rockets boosters the main 
source of ammonium perchlorate for the U.S. program for NASA was a Canadian plant, which unfortunately blew up. It's an oxidizer, so if you find a fuel nearby, it can explode. Frantic search by the Allies produced nothing. They couldn't get the oxidizer from any of their own Allies. The French could produce very little. The Japanese, on the other hand, could produce more, but they raised the price as soon as their ally wanted material. This is very crazy. So finally, India was approached. I knew what was happening. I was the chairman of the uh, technology transfer and director for industry cooperation. And I handled this. I offered NASA the best quality ammonium perchlorate in bulk at absurdly low price. I had a strategy in mind. NASA was delighted, absolutely delighted. They couldn't get anything like this anywhere. I asked the puzzled NASA team for Commerce Department representative in the final negotiations. Commerce Department, US Commerce Department representative. NASA was puzzled, but they said, okay, we'll get. The problem was that ammonium perchlorate was banned for India by those seven countries. They couldn't export even a gram of ammonium perchlorate from, from, from India to India. And from India, they wanted ammonium perchlorate in bulk quantities. So this was the absurdity. But my offer stood with NASA, provided the banned list was dumped. That is the only condition I put. I can lower the price, I can give you more quantities, I can do anything. Remove that banned list. They asked me why, I mean, why are you insisting on this? I said, you are a democracy, we are a democracy. Somebody in parliament, an MP, will get up and then ask my prime minister, who is the minister for space, that, what the hell are you doing, Mr. Prime Minister? Why are you exporting the Americans ammonium perchlorate when they have banned it for you? What will he answer? You ask your commerce department to answer. The answer never came from NASA. This is one of the things I learned that if you cannot overcome, you obviate. One of the things, coming to another episode, you know well that committee chairmen don't walk out of meetings. They have to chair the meeting, they cannot walk out. I had to set a precedent. I was chairing a task force to determine number of additional employees for the ISRO satellite center in view of IRS, etc., etc. Mr. M. G. Chandrasekhar, the then head PAG of Isaac and much later founder of the notorious Devas, resisted any negotiation at the venue. So seeing no way to proceed, I walked out. As a chairman, I walked out and resisted all efforts to make me come back. Much later, Professor Yor Rao, then director Isaac, came up with a compromise to let me proceed. 
there are sometimes organizations can make fools of themselves this was one major occasion my first major self imposed job in isro was negating a prestigious project our huge chemicals and propellants group in vssc had proposed conversion of tree based seed oils tree seed oils like sal oil mahu oil presumably going waste in forests according to them into substitute for crude oil can you imagine it's a seed oil some of the seed oils are even edible they want to convert them into crude oil anyway this was endorsed from the top widely publicized state government roped in to activate tribals to collect the seeds and was about to be funded by isro i had no choice but to play spoils sport fast spoils sport i prepared an exhaustive analysis on technical and economic absurdity of scheme showed it to mr chandrashekar as well god professor davan to send it to eminent economist ashok mitra then finance minister of west bengal that is the end of the project they had sponsored it state government but when this was sent to them the economists had no choice but to cancel that i earned the eternal ire of the project protagonist that was the chemicals materials and propellants group in vssc the biggest group in vssc i finally took professor davan as a terminal assurance to hindustan lever in bombay where the then chairman chairman mr t thomas pointed to him higher value uses of tree seed oils like sal yielding cocoa butter they were working on cocoa butter hindustan lever cocoa butter substitute and not crude this convinced professor davan and that was the end of this project called space crude what a name space crude there were somewhat technical requirements very important was uh, PBAN, polybutadiene acrylonitrile acrylic acid. It's a terpolymer. Three ingredients in it, who are polymerized together, was the backbone of our launch vehicles at that time. That is SLV, ASLV, etc. They were using this, and these were the this was the same solid propellant, this terpolymer, for shuttle as well at the same time. so how to indigenize acrylic acid was a challenge for me and for my scientists they had come up with an elaborate scheme running to crores of rupees to set up a plant for acrylonitrile so a petrochemical specialist like me in iit madras had specialized in petrochemicals i recommended that we forget synthesizing acrylic acid completely but simply hydrolyze acrylonitrile in which india produced abundantly produced in bulk and get acrylic acid at no great capital expenditure this was for a polymer scientist and a chemist this was really topsy turvy because on large scale acrylonitrile is an intermediate for acrylonitrile not the other way about 
you don't take the final product and hydrolyze it and get the intermediate product. But that is what we needed. We needed acrylic acid in smaller quantities. But we were producing acrylonitrile in large quantities. So this is what made sense for us. So that was finally reluctantly absorbed and, uh, and uh, accepted by a polymer scientist. Certain organizational matters used to cause headaches. To unify solid propellants under one head, to unify the efforts in solid propellants, it had become, it became desirable to put SPROB, solid propellant huge plant in Shar center and the propellants group in one unified command under single command. So one was in Shar center, the other was in VSSE. The only right person for this was Mr. M. R. Kurup, CA man, very experienced, able to command respect. Will Mr. Kurup agree to report to two different bosses, one of whom was actually antagonistic to him? Will anybody agree to this? Has anything like this been done anywhere, corporate sector anywhere? I don't think so. It was not there at that time and I don't think it's there now. Not likely at all. The center director of VSSC, Dr. Brahmaprakash, posed this dilemma to me. I rushed to VSSC and simply appealed to Mr. Krupp's organizational loyalty. We had a very good relationship, appealed to his loyalty, which had not been done till then. He asked me in the end of a half an hour conversation, are you convinced? MRK's Kurup's consent was promptly taken to Brahmaprakash, the director, the number two man in Israel at that time, who was unbelieving and quite bemused. He was surprised. TN Session was a great colleague of mine, right from atomic energy days. We had a great relationship. He was a senior colleague in atomic energy. He later partly facilitated my move to space. He even aided me professionally after I quit space and venture capital. I was always a great admirer of his, though I never cared too much for bureaucrats. I was budget director of ISRO and he was budget director of budget officer of DOS, Department of Space. In an annual budget meeting, Professor Dhawan asked all budget officers to raise their hands, maybe to reprimand them. I protested that one of them had not complied. After a long silence, Session reluctantly did. He raised his hand. He was the person who had just first not raised his hand to universal mirth. He was very much feared by all. Next episode with the Session, there are many, many with him. The chairman of the negotiating committee to settle our bulk purchase price for nitrogen tetroxide with the potential producer. Nitrogen tetroxide is the main liquid oxidizer for launch vehicles, N2O4 it's called. The public sector HOC had been selected. Session had already got the approval 
of member finance for rupees 17 per kilo when i told him that i had finalized rupees 13 per kilo his instant reaction was he had already obtained approval for 17 per kilo then he suddenly realized what he had said and then then caught his breath hoc sadly the epilog sadly lost seven men in a leakage accident in the into four plant it's a highly toxic material it's an acid it causes nitric acid inside at my instigation we started a three departments project isro the department of space department of electronics and department of atomic energy to make beryllium very rare this was this was going to be the third plant in the world to make beryllium to extract beryllium he is an expert in this chandra in washi new bombay at that time but entirely with brc technology we are totally dependent on brc for this what to develop it from scratch from laboratory scale up to pilot scale there were a lot of delays because of the monsoon in bombay and further because of delays in sand harvesting sand extraction there was a strike of the people who you know extract sand and bring it in trucks after detailed grueling discussion the representative of mf from delhi offered to remove any adverse remarks on our udmh project if we agree to indicate vindicate not not vindicate sorry if we agree to blame dae on beryllium that is if we blame our sister department on beryllium we will not touch you when it comes to other things we will remove any adverse remarks so i remonstrated at this fish market uh, bargaining and refused point blank under any circumstances any adverse comments on da finally there were no adverse remarks either on da or brc or 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 us or brc now uremh which i mentioned earlier is unsymmetrical dimethyl hydrazine which is the main fuel in liquid engines for boosters we produce it in our country now and we produce the n2o4 also the oxidizer now what about the huge difference in size between aslv slv and pslv there's a huge difference in size we are not talking of double the size and triple the size and we are talking of 10 20 times the size so that is pslv which is now our workhorse the bssc committee for this had already selected the same steel which was used for slv and 
ASLV, the previous launch vehicles, as the booster casing. Only the head of materials in VSSC had protested, one Dr. B.K. Sarkar. I joked during a high-level presentation by Srinivasan, the project director PSLV, that unless you have a much higher tensile strength material, the vehicle won't even lift off. That was a joke. And appealed to Professor Davan that the choice must be changed. Dr. Valluri, who had a close relationship with Professor Davan, had argued with him against barraging steel, the logical candidate according to all of us, because barraging steel had a high fracture toughness. So Davan was reluctant. I forced him to set up a national expert committee so that you have an excuse that you have gone beyond, you have gone to the nation. The National Expert Committee really had national experts, top class people, Arunachalam, Srinivasan, others who were eminent metallurgists. The committee endorsed Maharajing Steel instantly and unanimously in one meeting. Nidani was the only possible producer. Here is another comic, uh, comic interlude. During negotiations with Midani, I intercepted the project director of SLV, PSLV, passing a chit of paper to the Midani managing director. Caught it. Believe me, this really happened. There was a prize written there. So our stand was being revealed by our people to the opposite side. You can imagine what consequences followed. Kalam was a member of our side, usually unflappable, he won't speak much. Even he was outraged, Kalam. This was the kind of things that were going on. So when we talk technology, we often forget about incidents of this nature, which cause problems, which cause defeats if you don't prevent them. UDMH was another saga. It was a chosen liquid fuel, a hypergolic liquid fuel for PSLV second stage and MMH for, MMH is hydrazine for fourth stage. After wrong choice of route, waste of money and time and deploying IDPL as the failed vendor, that finally the traditional UDMH route was chosen. Andhra Sugars, a new entrant, agreed to produce both in bulk after technology transfer. Showed them also that dilute UDMH was being imported in large quantities into India as a plant growth regulator in Jammu and Kashmir and Himachal Pradesh for apple orchards. This is a puzzling application. We also learnt it for the first time. But when we showed it to Andhra Sugars, this report, and took a bottle of this material, gave it to them, they were, they were delighted. They quickly made an estimate of what the market would be, apart from what they had committed to sell, to sell to us as UDMH, as fuel, propellant. They started marketing it started the preparatory marketing 
in Himachal Pradesh and uh, and Jammu and Kashmir in apple groves. We were very happy. We didn't care where it was going. We only wanted to point out to the industry that these are the possibilities that we have come across. Why don't you follow it up and profit from it? In the meantime, just as a reserve action, Professor Dawar asked his counterpart in the USSR, in the USSR, to reserve a quantity of UDMH for us if we require. This was agreed to, but never used. Completely self-sufficient in NO4, UDMH, and others. By now, I had learned. the power of walkouts how unexpectedly you can walk out i learned from opposition in parliament as well i needed the liquid hypergolic oxidizer in hundreds of tons for the psle program that is n2o4 nitrogen tetroxide went for help in the beginning to nitric acid producers in the country without result except one deepak fertilizers a private sector company very nobly directed me to their main competitor hoc the private sector company directing me to hoc their main competitor and told me that hoc may be able to help you with their future expansion which was correct sure enough hoc was the right choice and during negotiations with their md unfortunately uh, their md mr krishnamurthy i saw that my own isro negotiating team i was a chairman was dithering not coming to any conclusion I was actually stalling so once again i stepped out for a separate confidential session with the hoc managing director we too agreed on a price much lower than what was approved by our own member finance my team was amazed unable to react i was acting against my own team later the director of the preference group sent a laudatory letter to professor davan this one is about how we scored over the shuttle shuttle boosters were using pban i mentioned to you about pban poly bitterdine acrylonitrile acrylic acid so also slv and aslv hgpb that is hydroxy terminated polybutadiene was a superior propellant on lab scale etc but it was untested in india but chosen by psld no objection to it psld flew successfully before shuttle switched to hgpb the first flight of slv had hgpb propellant in the booster whereas almost equivalent size booster shuttle boosters still were carrying pban the old propellant i had wanted nosel a mafatlal group company as the most suitable producer of hgpb their md laughed at me 
at a requirement of 30 tons per hour, 30 tons per annum, when their minimum requirement for a material to be produced was 30,000 tons. I'm asking for 30 tons only. So, so they were very dejected, they returned, only to get a desperate call later, a month later, that they seek our help. I'm wondering what help they would require from us, since they were asked to vacate their complex on environmental grounds. This is the near Washi, they were a huge complex. They had been asked by the government to vacate the whole thing and the entire investment. So, Professor Dhawan wrote to the chemical secretary, a lady called Othima Bardia, citing HTPB as strategic, which it was going to be, it was not that strategic. Nausil agreed to produce HTPB for us and there are two teams, our chemical engineers and Nausil's chemical engineers had a fantastic relationship, worked very well together to succeed in setting up the plant and even expanding it. I was simultaneously wearing three different hats. One was budget director, second was director for industry cooperation and the third was coordinator for propellants, chemicals, materials and uh, composites program, all important ones. I had to negotiate with the deputy chairman, planning commission, Manmohan Singh at that time to approve the annual budget. These people knew that my budgets were bare bones, very carefully drawn up and no fat in them. But when we needed much more for major projects like INSAT, IRS, PSLV, all coming in the same year, their boss flatly refused, refused me, though he himself was a member of the Space Commission. He suggested that uh, Sudarshan, you must have a normal 5% more than previous year. That's what your R&D basically. You had missed the whole point. When I needed 60% more that year to avoid seriously hurting the program and the schedules. At my total wits end, also scared of what session will say, I barged into MGK Menon's room in the planning commission and poured out my woes. When final meeting started next morning, Menon launched into space program priorities for 30 minutes non-stop. I never heard Menon speak so forcefully. I had known Menon from my atomic energy days. My budget was cleared without a single cut. Session didn't believe, nor did anybody. Because we are talking of going from 90 crores to 300 crores in one year. Facing bankruptcy, the new PM, PV Narsimrao, needed a Mukota mask, preferably ex-World Bank, as an FM, as a, as a finance minister, acceptable to the World Bank. Thus, Manmohan Singh, according to me, this is the main choice of Manmohan Singh. Vivian Rao was a family friend and neighbor. Both my parents knew him well. My youngest brother and his youngest son were classmates. Both were also tutored in physics by my mother. I was in a flight from Delhi 
with an ISRO colleague, Mr. Jairaman, when the PM to be sat in front. I joined him and bored him in Telugu about family matters. A few days later, I realized that he was in that flight with marching orders to wind up in Hyderabad and return as PM. It was just a coincidence. Now, this man is called Awul Pakir Jainal Abidin Abdul Kalam. Everybody knows him. There are too many anecdotes with Abdul Kalam in Isro. Too many. Just too many. When he became president, much later, a few of us, including ex-ISRO friends, had an informal get-together. Chandrasekhar was not there. I told them, ISRO guys may not be able to enter the White House, but can now get into Rashtrapati Bhavan anytime. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again and the next episode will be out in the next two weeks as usual.